The evening before we made the expedition to Bododo, we talked it over, and I agreed there was nothing against it, really. But why did you say you'd feel safer if Walter was going too? Angela asked me. And Walter said, What good should I be? I can't help to row the gondola, you know. Then I felt rather silly, for everything I had said about Podolo was merely conversational exaggeration meant to whet their curiosity, like a newspaper headline. And I knew that when Angela actually saw the dull little island, its stony and inhospitable shore, littered with broken bottles and empty tins, she would think what a fool I was with my romancing. So I took back everything I said, called my own bluff as it were, and explained that I avoided Podolo only because of its exposed position. It was four miles from Venice, and if a boisterous borer got up, as it sometimes did without warning, we should find getting back hard work, and might be late home. And what will Walter say, I wound up, if he comes back from Trieste, he was going there for the day on business, and finds no wife to welcome him. Walter said, on the contrary, he had often wished such a thing might happen. And so, after some playful recriminations between this lately married, charming, devoted couple, we agreed that Podolo should be the goal for tomorrow's picnic. You must curb my wife's generous impulses, Walter warned me. She always wants to do something for somebody. It's an expensive habit. I assured him that at Podolo she would find no calls on her heart or her purse. Except perhaps for a rat or two, it was quite uninhabited. Next morning, in brilliant sunshine, Walter gulped down his breakfast and started for the station. It seemed hard that he should have to spend six hours of this divine day in a stuffy train. I stood on the balcony, watching his departure. The sunlight sparkled on the water. The gondola, in its best array, glowed and glittered. "'Say good-bye to Angela for me,' cried Walter, as the gondolier braced himself for the first stroke. "'And what is your postal address at Podolo?' "'Full Fathom Five, I called out. But I don't think my reply reached him. "'Until you get right up to Podolo, you can form no estimate of its size. There is nothing nearby to compare it with. On the horizon it looks like a foot-rule. Even now, though I have been there many times, I cannot say whether it is a hundred yards long or two hundred.' but I have no wish to go back and make certain. We cast anchor a few feet from the stony shore. Podolo, I must say, was looking its best, green, flowery, almost welcoming. One side is rounded to form the shallow arc of a circle, the other is straight. Seen from above, it must look like the moon in its first quarter. Seen as we saw it, from the waterline with the grassy rampart behind, it forms a kind of natural amphitheatre. The slim, withy-like acacia trees give a certain charm to the foreground, and to the background where they grow in clumps and cast darker shadows, an air of mystery. As we sat in the gondola, we were like theatre-goers in the stalls, staring at an empty stage. It was nearly two o'clock when we began lunch. I was very hungry and, charmed by my companion and occupied by my food, I did not let my eyes stray out of the boat. To Angela belonged the honour of discovering the first denizen of Podolo. Why? she exclaimed. There's a cat. Sure enough, there was. A little cat, hardly more than a kitten, very thin and scraggy, 
and mewing with automatic regularity every two or three seconds. Standing on the weedy stones at the water's edge, it was a pitiful sight. It smelt the food, said Angela. It's hungry, probably it's starving. Mario, the gondolier, had also made the discovery, but he received it in a different spirit. Povera bestia, he cried in sympathetic accents, but his eyes brightened. Its owners did not want it. It has been put here on purpose, one sees. The idea that the cat had been left to starve caused him no great concern, but it shocked Angela profoundly. How abominable, she exclaimed. We must take it something to eat at once. The suggestion did not recommend itself to Mario, who had to haul up the anchor and see the prospect of his own lunch growing more remote. I too thought we might wait till the meal was over. The cat would not die before our eyes. But Angela could brook no delay.